Hey, glad you can make it. Welcome to Fantasy Dad Pods, where dad bods are glorified and dad jokes are encouraged. I'm JT, accompanied by Sean. Sean, how we doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Every all the kids are healthy, checked off, uh, or knock on wood, relatively healthy. Uh, yeah, getting ready for some warm weather, and what that means, uh, checking the yard. I think last week we talked about me getting some salmon fertilizer. It still has yeah. not shown up yet. Um, but I, I am looking forward to it. I've already checked out uh, some sprinkler heads, making sure that everything pops up the way it should. I know I'm getting real early, still February, but uh, got to get that green grass, you know. The boys are getting old enough where they are both mobile, and they're going to play some backyard baseball. I know you already got two pretty mobile ones, but uh, mine are starting to get there. So it's I'm at the cusp of outdoor baseball activities. So I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited. How about you? Oh, um, I had the first half of Little League tryouts to scout because I'm coaching double A, which is kid pitch, the first first level. Um, so uh, I scouted a bunch of eight, nine and 10 year olds at a tryout. Uh, we did all the second half of the last name group. So this upcoming Saturday, we're doing the other half. And um I just hope the weather cooperates. It was okay on Saturday. It was kind of windy, kind of cold, but it was cold it was fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it was fine. It just as long as you wore a couple layers, it wasn't concerning. Where I was like, oh, they might not excel. I was like, no, they should be fine. Like so. I I so so, what do they call the levels? Because they used to call it major A and major B when we were growing up. What do they call it now? You said double A and. Yes, there's majors, so there's, that's like uh, I was on Hamtech back in the day. That's like the major team. Do you remember what yours was? I was I was Woods Nursery. Okay, that's right. Okay, and then now there's Triple A, Double A, Single A. Like it's kind of wow, okay. Okay. Yeah, so it's a little different. Single A is coach pitch. Double uh, A starts the kid pitch, but you um, can't walk a batter still so whatever the count is if you get to the fourth ball then the the coach for the offensive team steps in and, and finishes the at bat um but they still keep track of their pitch count finishes the at bat my gut went to he bats no takes the bat up so if like we're up on offense i'll have to be ready to go out there and fill in for the opposing pitcher, which is kind of like counterintuitive, but it makes sense. I'm trying to pitch. At that point? What, you're, you're, or you're I, I literally have to stand at the rubber and I'm kind of worried about it because your boy six, four got like an eight foot arm slot. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> to the catcher at that point, right? You're going to be like, right handed <laughs> Randy Johnson comparatively. Gosh, so, so Man. So you're instructed, I assume, just to lobbies in, right? You're not like. Well, you kind of want to. You kind of try to dart it because coach pitched last year. You know, I just got on a knee, kind of got a good distance, well, that, and that's, just. That's why I ask. If you're from the rubber, you got to get a little on it to get it into the strike zone. You know what I mean? Like, because you're like, I got to get it kind of in the box. If I kind of lob yeah. this, it's gonna be really high, and it's just gonna, it's gonna be over these kids' heads. So I was like, that's what when you told me that, you're like. Yeah, Man, you're tall. You have a reach. You're gonna have to give some pepper to this to get it in like a reasonable strike zone. So, yeah, you're Randy Johnson coming at these kids. Watch yeah. out, birds. You know, like, geez. Yeah. So, 
Um, it'll be good. We got a, we got, so yeah, we got the second half of the tryouts this Saturday and then on Tuesday next week. So a week from tonight, uh, we draft and it's, it is a snake draft. It is so much similar. Like all this, all these years of fantasy baseball have prepared me because I, I asked so many questions at this draft meeting last week. I bet they, I bet they hated it. You're and they're like, so you're trying to trade. <laughs> uh, like my, my, I guess, what are you keeping notes on? Like I would have the biggest heart trouble remembering names. Like that's like, there you go. They printed out for you or did I'm showing, yeah, I'm showing you the sheet, but of course they we're just printed. audio podcast. Only. They printed the names. They printed the level they played in 22 and in 23. And then they, they, so they got three ground balls at shortstop, throw to first each time. Yeah. They got, and then the whole group did that, and then they moved to the outfield. Then they got two pop flies, and they threw it into second. And then they all got in the dugout, and then they all got five swings off a pitching machine. And on the fifth swing, no matter what, they ran all the way around to third okay. and then went into the other dugout to get out of the way. I so it's fairly efficient. Each each age had their own time, and each one was an hour long, and um, it was pretty it was pretty efficient. But like, um, there was there so I there's a lot of different ways to do it, and so I graded on a scale of uh, five to one. So five being the highest, yeah, one being the lowest. Twenty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. And so um, there was only a handful of fives. There's there's a couple ten year olds with some special arms. I put a little asterisk, but they're gonna get drafted by the majors probably if they're smart. Um, there's a couple nine year olds. Um, there's one there's one kid, um, super small frame, not a big windup. He kind of almost pushed the ball from his shoulder, but oh my gosh, he was a Hoover. Every every ball like he moved his feet like you could just you could just tell. I'm like kids playing like he's he was he caught the two outfield pop-ups he just didn't have he's a small stature kid didn't have a good arm path but i was just like he's a ball player like you know so it's all different ranges i mean some of the you know i'm writing down notes on the swings i'm just writing down notes because as it's happening it's happening so fast i just give him a grade and move on but when you get five swings, I see the first three, and then I grade that, and then I write down some notes to try to remember the kid or what something about their swing or their attitude or you know. There's one kid I he was making fun of someone else not hitting at all, and I just wrote down poor teammate, and I just put an asterisk next to it. Just cross them off. We don't do that. Like I, I know that can be, you know, they're, they're this kid was ten years old, but I mean at the yeah. same time. If, if that's what I hear and that's what, you know, and I was, and I was weird. I was like standing, well, not weird, but I thought it was the right thing to do. I was standing next to the kids. I was trying to get to know them, overhear them, interact with them every once in a while, ask some questions, you know, and You're all the, well, all the other coaches that were, were in the other dugout or in center field, or they were just so far away. I was just like, why am why am I the odd one out when I'm like 25 feet away from him? But is it coaches or assistant coaches? Cause I really want to help you draft next year, JT. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, in the draft. It's head coaches only, okay. but for tryouts, you, you like scouting them. You can have, have extra help or whatever. Well, I, I, I mean, 
I'm assuming you're not going to have any trouble finding any Anthony Rendones in this draft. You're going to have some guys who love ball. And that's a good transition to our third base topic today. Yeah. Yeah, I I hope I mean obviously they're not there because it isn't a job. So hopefully not they're yet. there because it's fun. Yes. Uh yes. For some it might be more fun than others. We we might have a couple on the scale of Anthony Rendones, we might have, you know, some Jose Ramirez's, you know, uh, in terms of enjoying ball. Mm-hmm. A lot of kids just go there just to hang out with their buddies, which there's nothing wrong with that. You're, they're they're eight, nine, ten year olds. That's the whole kind of the whole point. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. hit some baseballs and or watch JT throw heat. Uh, so um, watch out, kids. I'm just I'm sorry for some of their backs. That are I'm just it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. That's how that's how I was growing up. I had zip on it, but man, I, all, don't know where it's going. I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. My ERA is incredibly low. But I'll tell you, it was incredibly low because of one thing. I'm glad I stopped playing at the level that I did because I was about to reach the level where it mattered. I, I threw so much harder than everybody else, but there was zero chance. It was all fear. The kids were terrified going out there because I'm also, I'm going to be completely honest, I didn't know where that thing was going. And I'm just like, I was like, I threw fastball slider, all hard stuff. And then I had like a curveball that like different arm angle and everything. You knew it was coming the way I started throwing it. I was like, that thing looks so different. And then I threw a threw like two changeups in my life, but I threw just hard stuff. And I'm like, this is coming hard. And you, you're just going to watch. Like I've plunked so many people are through it behind kids or above kids heads, like pure fear. That's all it was. Just got there. And I'm like, I'm doing one thing and one thing only. We both know where it is. We both don't know where it's going. Good luck. Right. <laughs> at that, at those levels, you know, a little bit higher than that, you know, middle school, that that was enough. But uh, once you get to high school ball, probably actually had a pinpoint. So I knew my time was done. So <laughs> my arm also told me it was done. Right. But, uh, whose arms didn't was Jose Ramirez. J Ram. Um. Yeah. Uh. I. I mean. I see. Uh, we're gonna probably move on from J Ram because uh, absolute monster, no doubt about it. Like easy number one. Um. I will say 31. The only the only way I say easy number one is not we're not questioning J Ram's talent. Legit. You draft him, you know, first round, no big deal. No one's gonna bat an eye at it. My only question is, is 31? And Austin Riley's done some nice things the last two years. Is it is the gap close? Like, because right now I've been looking at, at fantasy pros and they're having the same tier, but in my mind it's still like Jose Ramirez is clear cut, still third base one. Yeah, you could convince me like a one A B, but I I don't think it's I think it'd be like a an ace and a C. Um, I I feel like J Rams at least still got the clear one overall, but it's very close. And obviously, I think Riley's going in the just a couple picks later, ADP wise or same round even. So yeah, it's just I mean Riley hits more home runs, but J Rams doing twenty five twenty five, you know with. Mm-hmm probably 30 home runs you know we miss it by you know 29 a couple years ago you know but like 30 20 is, is what you're gonna get from j ram so yeah unless the cliff comes and i mean very well might he is 31 but i doubt it and uh, yeah i say jose ramirez won pretty good and then we could go austin rally and then I, I would say there's here's a tier i we always we're obsessed with tiers here but i i think this is a pretty clear austin rally endeavors is a tier of their own i think these two you know, they're they're rough they're the same age basically. Um Devers has a longer track record of of doing it, but uh I don't know. Their their profiles are the same, JT. I, I 
this is where I think it's 2A, 2B. Like, I, you could convince me coin flip. I, I guess the deciding factor for me now I think about it a little bit more is Riley probably gets the nod by slightly, which which is what the ADP shows. <laughs> Riley is one spot higher than uh, Rafael Devers simply because of lineup. Like, there's just more around him, so maybe runs and RBIs are more likely to come from Austin Riley. But, like, just pure batter-wise, I, I think they're basically 1A, 1B. Uh, from what they can do themselves. They're both going to have 30 home runs. Naga stealing bases. You, you know, I feel like that's kind of what they both are. And they're both 27, 26. Yeah. I, I, I could get with that. I think, I think ultimately it's, I think Devers' ceiling is a little bit sh- shorter than Riley's ceiling and then yeah Riley's lineup probably more counting stats runs ribbies but in terms of um they walk pretty the same Devers doesn't strike out quite as much um, out, though. you know what I mean <laughs> yeah like, so I mean it's like a little bit more but you know yeah like yeah yeah it just I I think the nod has to go to Riley just simply because like let's say let's put it this way: you flip teams, would you flip where you draft them? Like Devers goes to Atlanta, and Austin Riley goes to Boston. I probably just flip the player. I probably just go okay. Devers is first now, and Riley's same spots. Just flip them. Right. Yeah, I could see that. You, you hit Riley with in re, you know with that portion left. I mean, just come on. <laughs> like, I mean, he doesn't hit cheapies anyways, but you give him a couple more in Boston. Not not even home runs, just like doubles, like. It's, you get in the ball in the air to left field in Boston. It's it's a, it's a double, right? Maybe a long single, but you know what I mean. But yeah, so I don't know. I, I flip it. I just say like you don't go wrong with either of these two. Late first, early second round, no big deal. Like don't bat an eye if someone takes Devers first over Riley. I would personally, I think we both agree, Riley is 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 probably it. But yeah, you're flipping a coin. Not big, and then and then this position gets really interesting. So I, what do, I'm just gonna let you go, JT. What do you do after that? There's a lot of young guys. There's some proven guys. A little mixed bag, like some some guys who've played a little bit. Some guys who have not played. Like what do you do? Like what what's happening? Oh man, um, I'm looking eligibility because does Ellie still have? Third base in most. Yeah, he does. Okay. Oh wait. Not ESPN. Oh no, he does. He I does. say it's it's doing Fancy Pros doing that weird thing where I can't see. Yes. Okay. Um. Well, yeah, because the question is, you know, is Gunnar Henderson for real? Do you believe in La De La Cruz in terms of like a long season? You feel like the stolen bases are there, but you're not really sure what else. In terms of ADP, they're kind of in their own tier. Um, and then you have like a Machado who's coming back from an elbow uh, cleanup surgery. He's going to primarily DH um, in a San Diego lineup that's much weaker than I mentally, you know, am. I would I'm say d- it's much weaker, but it's still good. I would say it's, it's still fine. Good. Yeah, it's yeah, just not like, what like, it was. Just there's not a ton of superstars. 
There's not like mm-hmm. three superstars in it. There's two. <laughs> like, like there's still two, you know. Right. So, and there's a lot of like I would say good hitters or major league hitters in that lineup. But yeah, your your point stands. Yeah, this is this is a go with your gut. I feel like Gunnar Henderson is the top of this kind of tier that we're we're doing here. Um, I, I just probably feel a little more solid about like his outcomes and and just how how young he is and where he bats in that lineup and that ballpark. Um, He's lefty bat, so I'm not worried about that deep yep. fence in left field. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel like he's got he's got room to grow. Oh man, it's it's it, tough. It, yeah, it's tough. I nothing really screams to me that I don't believe in Eli De La Cruz's bat, but it's just he's gonna be just a very streaky player, I think, in general. Um, I, hmm. <laughs> it, I don't know. It's it's tough. It's a it's a it's a it's a really interesting profile, and it's a really like extreme kind of yeah. mm-hmm. profile. Um, but you can't deny the stolen bases are going to be there. Um, I just don't. I just, I just need to see more. I mean, he's 22. Um, he's a switch hitter. I haven't profiled which, you know, side, you know, but the full outcome of the season. Yeah. Um, he's a, he's a big dude. (laughs) Obviously that's a big strike zone. Um, he's lanky. I think he, he's, he's the one that like, if it comes together a little bit better, he's he's easily the you know yeah. could have sure. the highest ceiling yeah. out of this tier. Yeah. Yeah, pure athlete. Like freak, yeah. Uh man, this uh, this in a way like feels like a a QB discussion. Would you go with like the super athletic QB yeah, that can like, run a lot, a, or do you go with like this Anthony Richardson versus uh um Oh, now I can't remember the quarterback. Oh, like Bryce Young or Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson. Yeah, like who? Do yeah, you, who who's going to be a CJ Stroud? Yeah, find the so. CJ Stroud. <laughs> yeah, right. I, so I, I guess like what I love about this tier is you got Gunnar Henderson, Ellie De La Cruz, twenty-two year olds. You know who knows? And then you've got Manny Machado, thirty-one year old. We're yeah, like thirty-one's a dinosaur. He's thirty-one, <laughs> and then followed by in the, in the same tier is Royce Lewis who's 24, but and he's, he's played less than Gunner and De La Cruz just due to injuries. And I feel like it's, you got a little bit of everything. I, I agree. I think the, it's a certain thing too, where like orgs do things well, like we're, we're both Mariner fans at a certain point. I don't doubt when the Mariners make moves for the bullpen, because I'm like, look, they just keep pumping out arms. They keep finding mm-hmm. certain guys they know, and it just works. And until it doesn't, I have to just keep giving them the benefit of the doubt. I don't know who the next guy is, but it just keeps working every single year. We've had it for four years. At a certain point, when the Orioles don't make a prospect a bat work, then I have to start doubting it. But I have no reason to doubt that Gunnar Henderson is not going to work. And obviously it worked last year, so I don't anticipate him getting worse, and he's 22. So I'm like, well, the Orioles make bats, 
and they've clearly made another one and he was great. So here we go. Like I have no qualms about, cause I, you know, I'm usually on this podcast saying like, Oh, he's young. I don't know what he's going to be. I, th- I, that does not apply for Gunnar Harrison for me. I'm just like, I, he's an overall guy. That's he was my number two pick in our draft. And now granted that we, you know, I was drafting 60th or wait, 30th, which is about where he goes. So it's not like mm-hmm. I agree, but like, still like that's, that's where the range I got. And then I love De La Cruz. I have him in both or I had him in both leagues last year. Um, but he is the ultimate. I have Gunnar Henderson because I feel it's safer. How I described someone at De La Cruz is um, someone's one of our buddies. She sent me a post and she was like, man, like this kid's going crazy. And I was like, well, actually his numbers aren't as crazy. The issue is like, he goes one for four, but that one, oh my gosh, you got to watch it. <laughs> like, who knows what it's going to be? Inside the park home run, fastest first to third, you know, or like triple. Like, it's going to be nuts. It's just what is that one going to be? Is it going to be a single because then his value plummets? Or is it going to be some crazy extra base hit or a home run or a single and then two steals? Like, I feel like that's just who De La Cruz is. It's just like, well, that one time a game, that 250 average, that one time a game, what's it going to be? And then if you could get a walk here and there, like, cause if you could just walk a little bit and do that one for four crazy value. But like JT said, I, I the streakiness is like, just limit that and then just do, do your thing. Cause man, when he makes contact or puts it into play, it is like mm-hmm. electric gets on first. He's electric. It's just, can he keep, I mean, he had a hundred, he had 388 at bats last year and struck out half of them or, you know, 144, roughly half. I'm getting there, forty percent. So I'm like, that's a lot. Just needs to do that less, and then mm-hmm. we're talking about dude. But I don't know if it's going to be that. And I mean, he's he said three less than four hundred bats at twenty two. Don't even really expect him to do that. But in fantasy purposes for this year, that you do have to kind of worry about that a little bit. But I still have, I basically have them in this order that they have it here: Gunner, De La Cruz, Manny Machado, Royce Lewis. Manny Machado is going to get you thirty in that lineup, and it, it, it's it's the Devers. Riley conversation, but uh, just a little bit less with Manny Machado, but same thing. Well, 31, I know what he's going to do. He's going to be fine. Totally fine. Never going to – wherever you draft Manny Machado within the reason, I there's – within a range, I'm not – don't even care. I really like Royce Lewis. The question with Royce Lewis is, is he healthy? The problem with the Twins is that whole left side of the diamond, are they ever going to play? Is is Byron Bucks going to play? Is Carlos Correa going to play? Is Royce Lewis going to play? Because if those three play, like, this Twins team could do some damage. We just have to assume right. they won't all play. Like, that's just what it is. But, man, this guy, honestly, out of all the names we've mentioned so far, if he played just enough games and didn't get hurt last year, he is going top three in third base. He was that good in his sample size. I mean, he had over 900 OPS. Just yeah. I don't know if he's going to continue the 900 OPS, but just, like, even something a little less, like you drop 40 points, you're still 880. Like that is still crazy elite. And but I just is he gonna be healthy? He, these are not new injury concerns for him. And so even the minors, so I'm just like, how much how many games are you gonna get out of Royce Lewis? And that's the thing. That's where the cutoff I think comes like De La Cruz's game also leads to like maybe, you know, jamming a finger or something like that, but I'm all for it. Don't stop being you kid. Like keep please keep run and do all that stuff. That's awesome. Um, but like, I, I got to keep Royce Lewis down below Manny Machado just simply because of the health. But if it's not a thing, he's up there with Devers and Riley, honestly, with, with me, if he, if he stayed healthy. 
And then I think there's a pretty sizable gap after that. Do you think so, JT? Like just pure talent wise? Yeah, Royce Lewis is the dark horse. It, it's yeah. if he's healthy, he's gonna make the biggest jump. I think that's a pretty easy one to assess for third base. Whereas previous podcasts, we you know we could try to pick the dark horse who's gonna make the biggest jump potential. Uh, Royce Lewis very much stands out. It's just will he stay healthy and get the at bats? Um, yeah, it's just. Honestly, like four through twelve on on this third base, like it's just kind of like you in terms of like a draft, you just see what falls to you, what who goes where, if there's any homers, there's an you know, like Alex Bregman's like, still twenty nine. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Like he played college ball. Sorry, I just got like what? Yeah. Like he's still only twenty nine? He's seen in my head. He's like five years older than that, but yeah, like because he's been here forever, and he and I know because I know he played college ball. So I'm like, he played college ball. And he's been in the majors forever. He's got to be like 33. Nah, he dude, he's younger than Manny Machado. Like, Dang, oh he's two years younger than Manny Machado, and Jose Ramirez. Like that's just like, okay, sorry, I just no, you're it blew <laughs> you're my fine. Mind. Yep, um, it's it's a really interesting like you go four through 12 and then you have this kind of like um i don't know like a blend of power and speed and then like all power so like like gunner henderson double digit steals with some power ellie daily clues probably more steals than home runs machado all power royce lewis blend bregman he's just like a doubles machine and he gets probably more home runs than he should like he's probably gonna be at the mid-20s but just that ballpark is pretty forgiving sometimes ha seong kim he's he's might have more steals than than home runs arenado's just you know pure power and then so is josh jung and but steer has that blend and also in cincinnati and plays a ton of positions um, for eligibility so it's this kind of like pick your poison and and what maybe what the draft gives you up until that point, what you might need. Um, but all of them have really good qualities. All of them, I feel like have a good floor. It's just each of them have question marks, whether it's health or playing time or may. Yeah. Whatever it may be. I, I would be okay with almost anyone through all those names I just mentioned, I think it's really just how your draft plays out. Um, and obviously, yeah, with if fantasy is supposed to be fun, Ellie Day LaCruz is great to roster, and it's just like, let's see what it, you know, it makes you follow in more, and that's the fun of it, right? Royce Lewis is going to pop off this year, you know, uh, Bregman Machado, they still going to. You know, it was it was just kind of like a down year last year. They they coming back with a vengeance. Same with our Arenado or the Yumbuck showing up. Is it Josh Jung and Steer and you know, or is Ha Seong Kim gonna like put a, a magical season together when everyone's just kind of like, yeah, he's pretty solid. Like, but I, you know, I'm more focused on you know other people in that lineup. Um, I'm excited to see how it plays out. And I know it's not like a great answer, but I, I really, I do believe it's going to just be based on your draft and how that 
goes out. I feel like there's a lot of depth at third base, and this is a really oh. good tier to land in, especially when I'm saying, hey, we're we're 12 deep, and I'm good with that. Standard league is usually 12. I mean, a lot of them are becoming – uh, the industry leagues are definitely the 15, but I think your home average home league is 12. So um, I'd, I'd be very content with um, third base. Yeah, we people often knock like Alex Bregman. So I so uh, so we talked like four to 12. I definitely have Gunnar Ellie, May Machado, and Royce Lewis their own tier, and then I go Bregman, Kim, Norlin Arado, Steer, and Young. Not necessarily in that order as a separate tier within that where mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. I, but I think it's funny. People always like remark on Bregman as like, cause everyone's like, Oh, he's going to win an MVP. Maybe that's it's such a drop off, but like, he's still like walking like 80 times a year or striking out, uh, uh, walking 80 times a year and striking out like 70. He walks more than he strikes out and hits like 20 home runs, like mm-hmm. or, or 370 OPS. You know what I mean? Like, it's still like, Holy crap. Like it's still like it's a really good and just plays third base. Like this guy's like a second baseman. Like he's going like what second overall or third overall. Like it's just like, okay. Like, but like, yeah, he plays third. Um yeah, I you you nailed it. I um I I just like we talk about Spencer Steer every week. We're gonna talk about him one more time just because he plays everywhere, but so we don't need to I don't need to talk about him anymore. But uh yeah, J- Josh Young too, like uh, it's still it's it is uh, it's a little scary. It was propped up by early season. I think we talked about this before. It was with some other guys, but uh, it was propped up by early season numbers, and he did dip um, as the year went, and so that makes me a little nervous. So he is definitely the last on this list for me at twelve. I I would like I'd rather have everybody else on this list. He's clearly twelve, but if you jumbled up the rest of them, mm-hmm. like between. I'm I'm okay with it. I I, I probably I probably have Spencer Steer if you you know gun to my head probably have Spencer Steer as the eleventh. But again, if you told me Spencer Steer went above Nolan Arenado and Kim, I'd be like that's fine. Like it wouldn't like completely shock me. But I probably have Spencer Steer and Josh Young at the bottom just simply because like we talked about Cincinnati, they move other players around. It might affect a player. He is a small sample size, and there's just a lot. Nolan Arenado, it's the same thing as just like again we talked about. Devers, Manny Machado, Nolan Arenado. You know what you're getting. I just think they're they're in their own tiers of each, like age wise. They're all 31, 32. Nolan Arenado's 32. You know what you're gonna get, and there's nothing wrong with any of it. You you told me, hey, I got Nolan Arenado. At, you know, pick 80, totally fine. Like I, you, you went up and got him at 72. Okay, fine. Like you believe in Nolan mm-hmm. Arenado. I think he's gonna play a little better than last year. So I, I if he rose up a little bit, I think he's gonna be maybe not closer to his like fighting for MVP numbers, but if he played right. just like a little bit, he's, I, I assume he's going to play better than, than this last year. I don't think there's like a 120 point OPS drop is real. I think it's somewhere in the middle and I think he'll level out. I, I, it's like totally fine. So I, I'm, I'm safe with that, but yeah, Kim's going to steal all the bases. Got, got so much like position eligibility that like, he might not be the best hitter of these. He's definitely going to hit at least some runs, but you steal 40 bases at plays <laughs> like it plays and he's not killing you in anything. You know, he's still a three fifty on base, uh, you know, d- did hit 17 home runs last year, which was, which was surprising and maybe not quite hit that, but he's going to do like 15, 14 and steal 40 ba- bags. Like that's, I, I really like he plays. Um, I, I will say like, yeah, I think this does a pretty good job 
fantasy pros, Bregman, Kim, Nolan Arenado, Spencer Steer, and Young in that order, I think is probably how I would do it. But again, I, I don't really care. I want to get to the next guy. And uh, I want to tell you this, JT. Nolan Arenado is younger than Max Muncy. Um, <laughs> that is, I figured that out while you're talking, and I'm like, what is going on with third base? Um, I, I've realized while doing this podcast, I just have no idea how old people are. Like, I constantly, every week, I'm like, that guy's only that old? As I've gotten older than the baseball players, I just, I'm like the old man yelling at cloud. I don't know how old people are. We we had that discussion, I think, last year. We yeah. would randomly text each other, be like, did you know that so-and-so is only 29? You're like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> no way. I think and... we focus so much on baseball, it, it, I feel like it takes up a lot of our time. We, we extrapolate one year maybe in our head of like three years. So we've been watching Bregman, it feels like forever, and he's not even 30. Like, I, I right. feel like we were watching Alex Bregman for like a decade. And my my brain is like, no, you haven't. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, I just... I or just depending like, on the team, like how much they hold them back or when they debut. And yeah. then you almost start thinking, oh, that guy, I know his age. And they debuted the same year as that guy. So they're roughly probably, the, nope, nope. Juan Soto's 24. It's like, like yeah. what? So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I just, as I get older, I think I get worse at it. Uh, but uh, I think Max Muncy is just, I think he's undervalued here. There's quite a big drop. But if you told me he was better than Josh Young or Spencer Steer, I wouldn't be surprised at all this next year. The dude hit almost 40 bombs last year mm-hmm. and had an OPS over 800. Now, the batting average has struggled two years in a row. It's not going to be a great batting average league, and the OPS is not great. He is living off those home runs, kind of. But again, he did – I mean, two years ago, I had a 900 OPS with forty, almost 40 home runs. Right. The last two years have, have come – like, I think what people got scared off was the 2022 was not a great year. 20 home runs, 700 OPS. Oh, my gosh. The batting average has finally dipped – um, for those batting average leagues, but last year it was still down, but he still hit 40. It went back. His power came back. I- I'm just like, you're telling me at like right now at like 160, I'm getting 40 home runs. Like at third base, if I missed and like someone's drafted two, you know, someone's guys got Spencer Steer playing in outfield for them. And they drafted Bregman or something like that, you know, and my third baseman, the last third baseman, or, you know, even like there's, one other team that doesn't have a third baseman, I get Max Muncy at 40 dingers. I am not sad about that because I have real questions after Max Muncy. Like I, I figure Max Muncy is going to get me 30 and he's going to be a decent clip. Like he is, he will play baseball at a clip that is totally fine and will even give me some positives in, in this. So I am totally fine with starting Max Muncy. Yeah. After Max Muncy, I know Jake Berger, we're seeing Novelli Marte, Alex Baum, Cabrian Hayes in this, in this, kind of range I, I do have like Yandy Diaz I would throw him in there too I do have like questions and real questions about all of them but Max Muncy I think we know who Max Muncy is plays for the Dodgers mm-hmm. you know, there you go it's a bump you get a Dodger bump and it's gonna hit me 40 home runs uh, so I'm fine with it I'm totally yeah. fine with Muncy playing. I think I even drafted him I think that draft him as my uh, corner fielder I think I did that sounds right I mean, obviously, counting stats are there. In an OBP league, he's almost right up with that last tier we just kind of went in depth with. Um, in an average league, it's, yeah. it's the question mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's for sure. Because 
You're averaging 200 the last two years. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, I'm not really sure why Fantasy Pros has the rank this way because Yandy Diaz should be, he's, he should be right next to Max Muncy in ADP. Yeah, he's I saw, higher, I saw that too. And then like, overall, he's Nolan higher. Also is messed up too. He's a little <laughs> yeah. different. Because um, to me, Yandy Diaz is like the gatekeeper of of the the tiers of in between um, this as well. So I'd put him right next to Max Muncy. But everything you said about Muncy, I agree with. Um. And I think it just really probably comes down to what kind of league you have. It was OBP. It's it's I for sure put him up there with Josh Young, Young and Steer, and you know right at that end of that tier. Um, if not, if it's an average, it's that's that's a tough question. Yeah. That's a that's a Pete Alonso type question. Um, so whereas Yandy, it's it's an even better it's a 400 obp it's a great average um more doubles than you know than home runs but the counting stats should at least be there for the runs it's just it's he might have had his best year that we've seen he's yandy's 32 um how many i don't know which more you can ask yeah, how many guys can the Rays keep pumping out to? Like, <laughs> at some point, you gotta run out of dudes, right? Like, they did, and we they Mariners traded <laughs> I, yeah. for him. I don't think it has the uh, not like that Caballero, <laughs> but right. yeah, I just, I just don't. Yeah, I, the lineup has to get worse at some point. I mean, we were not gonna have one player who obviously is not gonna be in the lineup ever again. But it, there's, I feel like the lineup is a huge gap between those two. The Rays and the Dodgers, obviously, that's a shocker here. Um, but like, I think that mm-hmm. is a factor in these two because just Yandy's just gonna hit no home runs. I, I don't think he's gonna hit twenty again. We've talked about Yandy. We love Yandy for, when we talk about first base. Is he just gonna pop twenty? Is he gonna get twenty home runs? Right. I I, I would bet no. I bet a, quite a bit no. And that's gonna prevent him from being up this chart. Yeah, in a way, it's kind of like a Vladito light discussion it's just like when you know he hits the ball really hard but is it going to be in the air is it going to count for home run or is it just you know get a bunch like, of doubles which is fine but we're talking fantasy we're talking counting stats i, I have i have we somebody's to put up a screenshot of kim and yandy and be like these guys are gonna have the same number of home runs <laughs> like, <laughs> right like like and that's a very real like kim might has a really good chance. I bet more than 50 shot of hitting more home runs than Yandy. Mm-hmm. It's like the craziest part. And so that's like, I don't know if the RBIs are going to come just because like there's not a ton around him anymore. And it's just like, he's not going to hit the hit himself in. And so I'm like, where does all his value come from? The OPS, like you said, like the OBP out of this world. And if he could just elevate it a little bit, superstar, but he just doesn't. And so I just, you're right. I think that last year was his best year, and I just I think Max Muncy's more going to be more consistent with it. <gasps> I got the hiccups now. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, otherwise, all the names on on um, Fantasy Pros in between that, it's kind of it's kind of like this mixed bag. It's a whole nother tier, and I feel like you, it's like the other one. How's the draft going to fall? Like, there's a lot of depth at third base, but to highlight some some names, uh, let's see what I talked about. Muncie and eat. so we got Jake Berger. Um, who doesn't love a good burger? How old's Jake Berger? Quick, 
27, I know. <laughs> I knew that. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Would you have guessed 27? I, I seems... knew that, like, from a couple weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. To me, but he's, no, if, yeah. If you told me off the top of my head, no. Actually, I knew that, uh, now I think about it, my son got, like, we went to Dust Devil game, and he got a Jake mm-hmm. Berger card when he was with the White Oh, Sports. nice. So we have that in my car still. So I know Jake Berger well. <laughs> so it sits nice. in my, my little in between where you rest your arm in the in the car. So yeah, Jake Berger. <laughs> yeah. Jake Berger, I I feel like is a s- solid floor. I feel like I kind of have a, a grasp of what you're going to get out of him. He's just not in a great lineup per se. Um, but I feel like so Miami doesn't affect him. Like yep. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like it's one of those things where. I am totally fine with Jake Berger as my quarter infielder type of vibe. Um, and I would be, I, I'd be, I mean, he's kind of a true outcomes guy. I mean, he strikes out quite a bit. He doesn't walk a whole lot, but otherwise it's a 500 slugging, you know, it's, it's, I don't, I'm not really sure exactly because we've got, we've, we've got some contact issues. It's, I'm not really sure where we're going to go with, with that, but um, man, when he showed up in Miami though, um, he, he was 300 hitter. So uh, finished, finished strong there, but um, uh, no lovely Marte. I, I don't know what the playing time, but obviously former mayor, uh, you and I are pretty familiar with, with him. He got um, kind of basically a cup of coffee, like a month's worth work of, uh, worth of work. Um, and if he plays, he's, he's a special talent. There's a reason why he was traded in Luis Castillo trade. He's only 22. I just don't know how many at bats he's going to get. Cause when you look at the overall third base, um, rankings, there's four Cincinnati reds. There's four Cincinnati reds. And this yeah. is the third one. Um, yeah. So, but obviously, a, there's there's four Reds in the top 200 of baseball players who all play third. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the the Tampa Bay who will not be named um, that Novi Marte is his closest comparison in terms of age and profile and and all of that. So like he is he's definitely has the hype. Um, it, it's. I, I think he could be a dark horse of this tier to, to bump up to the next tier at the end of the year and be a top 12, you know, top 10. Um, he's got all the pieces to do it, and I think Cincinnati's going to have a good lineup to do that. Um, Alec Baum, I feel like, is like a really solid floor, but not a really high ceiling. The OPS is just not going to be there. He's not a power guy, um, solid doubles guy. Um, but he hits what, like sixth, maybe in that lineup, fifth, depending on yeah, Phillies. On what's going on with health? It's hard. Yeah, it's hard to tell with the Phillies, but but they all, they're all they all have one type. <laughs> like the Phillies are just right. one type of player, and so shuffle the deck any way you want. Yeah, um, he he walks okay, but it really doesn't strike out too much, which is a, it's a nice, that nice floor that I'm alluding to, but you got 20 home runs out of him last year. I would, that, that, you know, he's 27. I feel like that's, we're at where, where he is. I feel like low twenties would be your, your best outlook. Um, 
Whereas a 23 year old, I wouldn't have guessed that Nolan Gorman, <laughs> he's, he's got the power, but he's also going to strike out more. But I feel like that OPS ceiling is a lot higher. Um, and so ultimately I would, I would probably take Gorman over bomb. I think they're right next to each other. So I, I'm kind of going yeah, through I, tabs of him here. Gorman and Marte kind of close. I just feel like Marte mm-hmm. is kind of like the more upside, but Gorman has, I think shown a little bit more of what it could be. It was a little more consistent. Marte was like real hot and real cold. And like, I just feel like, honestly like is like maybe let infield partner uh, again i don't know what the reds are doing uh who knows what they're both gonna be but uh between him and the the reds and the uh orioles this and then this year their left sides of the infield might be super young and super fun to watch um but uh, yeah i just feel like these two kids are nolan gorman and Marte might just kind of like jump together like i just feel like get a little bit older jump together i i I want to talk about uh, Brian Hayes. Um, I, I liked his improvements last year. He's already 27. What is happening? Like, really? Like, how is he 27? He's uh, 20. He's 25 in my mind. Jeez, <laughs> uh, seriously. I just don't know how he's 27. But he took a big step forward with like some consistency with the bat last year. And I feel like there's still more in the tank. If he could just be even a little bit more consistent with that bat there's so much to like about his overall game and like who he can be athletically because watching him play third he is a freak athlete we're talking about like de la cruz like like cabrian hayes is just like quick twitch it's like it's it's insanity that dude won the platinum the best defender in the baseball award for a reason last year the dude is just like just like his quick twitch and all that stuff so i feel like just if he takes that one more step with the bat, like it's, I feel like it, I mean, I feel like it's right there. There's guys where you're like, oh, I think this is who it is. I feel like there's one more step with Cabrian. I think this might be the year. Um, the question is if it doesn't, I don't know. I think he might have to drop. <laughs> like if he, if it doesn't happen, a fifteen twenty guy at third base is really, is that really fantasy relevant JT? Like at third, at the, in this like in this climate you know i mean like are we gonna do that yeah like, I just feel like if you only do 15 15 20 and you're you have a sub you know you're like a 740 ops i don't know if that really plays because we're already talking like 20 deep now we're already in the 20th range right and you're doing 15 20 like i'm just like okay you might be like i get an injury at third base or something like that you might just be like now you're a guy that floats on or doesn't float on or isn't on a roster and you just kind of float when someone has a third baseman go out so i think cabrian your kind of window of like you're young enough you can still figure it out like this might be the year you need to take that step this year or else you're going to be the fringe like guy who's picked up a couple times and i always reference him every year anthony discofani like you're the guy who's like hey i need a couple guys to fill in pitchers obviously a little bit more you know than batters but like you're a guy who's gonna Mm -hmm. fill in but like just because I need a third baseman or some guy who can do that. And I, I just don't want you to be that. I want you to be good. I had a high hopes for you a couple years ago. So I I, I, I want to see that leap from Grant Hayes. And I think it's there. So I think there's a lot of potential. This like this bottom clump, I feel like you, you said like Jake Berger, Alex Baum, uh, even Paredes. I feel like there's a lot of guys here who like 
I'm okay with. And there was also a lot of guys were like, there's a some boom like with these some of these guys that could be. And there's also some maybe bust with some Cabrera. So it's really exciting here. I, I don't want to dip. I don't want to go fully into this one. Maybe dip one of my toes into somebody in here. You know, like mm-hmm. I, you, know, you got some utility spots. You may even have a corner infielder spot. You need to be. You're probably going to be in this in this realm here because a lot of these guys, a lot of people are going to be playing a lot of third baseman. And so you're probably going to be drafting a guy if you have a corner infielder spot here. So I, I I would I would make sure my corner infielder is filled with like you know, um you know a burger or a Nolan Gorman or somebody like that. Like just you're going to have to do it. And I want it to be Cabrera so bad. But <laughs> well, honestly, yeah, his Cabrera Hayes second half gave you a lot of hope. Because yeah. if that didn't happen, I probably would have been oh, writing, yeah, yeah. writing him off. Yeah. Um, you look at his splits. His second half was was great. It was a, it was a eight seventy four OPS. It was ten home runs. It was yeah, um, and then you also look at his splits at home. As good as he was in the second half, he was better just at home overall in the season. A nine oh one OPS. Um, so twenty seven year old year going into this, I feel like this is the year whether he's relevant and he steps up and he's that solid corner infield that you need. Um, or he's who you thought he was from last year going into the first half of, you know, last year and might not be as relevant kind of what you might be worried about. And I know like a lot of it too um, has been lingering lingering injuries, like broke his wrist, was bothering him, you know, all that Mm -hmm. stuff for a couple of years. But again, if it happens for a fourth year in a row, that's just who you are. You know what I mean? Like, you're just going to be the guy who might have some lingering injuries. Because, again, we're, we're, we'd be four years of doing this. So someone, I don't really would buy the injury one again. We've, we've already dealt with it for three years. And like you right. said, you got healthy, was a beast. But then, like, it's going to be kind of like a Byron Buxton thing. With maybe not the height of Byron Buxton. But it's just like, okay, but when are you going to get hurt? You know, like, it's just that limits your ceiling quite a bit if you're just going to get hurt. And then the, the worst part is that when we talk about it at first base with Ty France, like – if these injuries just linger all year, it really just saps the energy and you should probably just go out and get it fixed rather than let it just like kind of ruin it. And I feel like a lot of players do that. And I feel like, a, and I get Cabrian Hayes. There's a lot of guys like this that are competitive and want to do it, but from strictly from a fantasy perspective, you know, just we're looking at numbers and we don't look at like how they're doing. We're just looking like, are you producing it? It hurts the fantasy value because you're just like, look, you might want to play. You're playing great defense, but like on the offensive side, you're throwing up. We saw it like a six seventy OPS. Like that's that's not playable at any position. Maybe backup a third catcher if you have one of those freaking leagues. But like or a backup catcher somehow. You know if you have fifteen teams and there's you have to have two catchers and maybe the thirtieth catcher has a six seventy OPS. But like yeah, at a, at a certain point it's just you can't function that way. So regardless of outcome, and this is who he's going to be. <laughs> like we lost. Yeah. This is who you are this year. And please do it, Brian Hayes, because I'll probably yeah. invest in you a little bit still. So, in a similar boat, I would put Isaac Paredes. You know, he's 25. Um, he started with Detroit. I had high hopes for him. He just never got the playing time. And then, lo and behold, he gets to Tampa Bay and gets playing time. Like, you didn't – he couldn't get in Detroit. <laughs> anyway. I feel like, I feel like- – 
the Rays and the Reds are the same, but for some reason, all the Rays players get playing time. <laughs> like, I feel like right. they all have so many positions, but the Reds never, they're like, oh, they're, you look at them, they're like less than 400 bats, and you look at all the Rays players, and they all somehow got over 400 bats, and you're like, you have the same issue, but you get more at bats for your guys. I don't know how it works. Mm-hmm. It's just that magical DH spot, which, you know, now isn't an issue, but used to be for AL. Or NL, I guess, but um, yeah, I want to. I want to see what Predis does. I want to see. I want to see another year, like prove prove yourself, because honestly, he could take an, a big jump. Um, because based on the year he had, um, good good walk rate, solid, you know, respectable K rate. We're talking about thirty one home runs, uh, ninety eight RBIs in only those four hundred ninety two at bats. Yeah. Um, 840 OPS with a 257 BABIP. So all of that, and it was like, that was kind of like low on the BABIP scale. So we got a, a, maybe a little unlucky in terms of just overall. It, yeah. I don't know how that plays when you put tune that much, but, or, you know, as much as the Rays do, but like, it's intriguing. It's, it's something I would totally be willing to throw a bench spot at, and he's got first, second, and third. I'm not sure exactly which one's which because Fantasy Pros is freaking out when I try to differentiate yeah. on that. But um, that's what he's listed right now, and that's really that's 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 one I would want to uh, roll the dice on. Third is what uh, ESPN only. Primarily, okay. So yeah. Yahoo, he's he looked at second one time, so he yeah. gets second he base. It while he a base. <laughs> right. Um, whereas another guy in this tier, I would write off. I'm I'm not in on Heimer Candelario. Quick, how old is he? Hundred uh, percent. Twenty-eight. Oh, it's thirty. Thirty. Honestly, he's been in the league for a while. <laughs> it's kind of I kind of honestly, forget about honestly, that. What my mind was, I should have just gone with my gut again, but my gut's been so wrong. I would have guessed probably in the 30s, but I'm like, I've always, mm-hmm. I went quickly. I was like, I've always been high, go low, and so I probably, if I probably, I probably would have been 30, 31 if I like went really went with my gut. Right. Um, I think we kind of saw a repeat of a career year from 2021, um, and I think that's kind of a, a near ceiling, and it's just not really much of anything i know he's with the reds now and honestly i don't i don't know why they signed him i think that's a really common consensus but if he could just be the random fill-in here and there because he's a switch hitter that you know and he gets the least amount of at bats can compared to the the rest of the reds that we've mentioned the steer and the noel v and and you know I don't think Ellie has any issues with. He's probably just going to play every day, but uh, he's the one where I'm like, eh. I, I'd rather like go chase something else more upside. Yeah. Now, um, we're getting. Yeah, I'm. I'm out on Candelario as well. Um, that's probably and Isaac Predis is is the last guy I'm really. Other than we're just like taking a dart, you know, shot. Um, mm-hmm. Really comfortable taking. Uh, at that point, that's we've gone like what eighteen or yeah eighteen guys down, which is oh, a pretty deep position. Honestly, you're totally fine. Oh yeah, that. I I would say I I know that um near dear to our heart, 
uh, Eugenio Suarez. Uh, we have to mention him just because he has, you know, he's, you're always on the list of like guys since like, I don't know, 2018, most home runs, you know, things like that list. And he is up there. So anytime you're on a list like that, fantasy relevance is always kind of follows. I just think that like he's a guy I would watch. Um, but it's just, I think he's more going to be, this is starting to be the down, I think, of his career. I think mm-hmm. switching to, from Seattle to Arizona will help, uh, just ballpark-wise, air-wise, all that stuff. I just don't know how much it's going to help. You know what I mean? Like, 7-14 OPS last year, I, I just, I don't know how much of a bump it's going to be. It is it going to be like a 7-50 OPS and 30 home runs again? Because you hit 30 home runs, probably people probably got to look at Jim, but like, that's it. He's gonna strike out a ton of times, two hundred times, mm-hmm. low bases, and maybe hit thirty home runs. I just, I really want him to 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 become fantasy relevant, and I want him to be like the twenty twenty two Gino. I just don't know if that's in there anymore. I think that was he, that was the last year, yeah. and I just don't know. I, I don't. I don't think he's fantasy relevant anymore, unfortunately. Yeah, I think in our. Like it, but yeah. Yeah. I think I took him as like a bench bat in, or util fill. Yeah. But honestly, yeah, I draft standard, you know, no, no. And I agree. And what I, what I wanted to say was I drafted him for stats. I draft the counting yeah. stats, the runs, the RBI. That's a good lineup. Yeah. He still can produce. I'm not drafting him to start every day. I'm not drafting him as a corner infield. Yeah. Um, so in a definite, like a home league, he's a he's a watch list. He's a yeah. could be yeah, interesting. Do like I have an injury? Like everyone's drafted in those leagues. So no, but I'm just saying, like that's where I have him, and that's a 15 team. Yeah. And you even by near the bottom. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Because again, in that league, you're drafting what in like the the 20 rounds, and you get a 30 home run guy in there 20 rounds and. Yeah. Rounds. So I mean, you're. He's still fantasy relevant, but it's like he's right there on that cusp. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, there's what? How do you feel about Justin Turner? Quick, how old is he? <laughs> he's like thirty-seven. Yeah, thirty-nine. Wow. Okay. okay how old's yeah. Eugenio? Did you look that up? Oh, uh, he's like thirty-two, AU... I think. Nice, because in my head, Eugenio was like 35, so I over. Oh, yeah, yeah I no, I, I knew that, but I knew he, I remember seeing a stat uh, last year that he was like the same age as Nolan Arenado. So, I oh, gotcha. Earlier, so, because uh, that blew my mind last year. I was like, wait, what? And because I was not mm-hmm. Nolan Arenado, I was older than him, but I was like, so I knew I kind of linked them in my mind age wise. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I keep doubting uh, Justin Turner, and he just keeps playing good baseball. I just, you know, it's one of those guys, you know, we always talk about, we've talked about where like that, where's the cliff. And at a certain point, he's like, what you figure the cliff would already hit already. So if you tell me you're drafting Justin Turner, yeah, I I don't have a problem with it. Obviously probably don't, you know, not top 10 rounds or, you know, something like that. But let's say we have what, 26 rounds in our home league, JT, you Mm -hmm. go past round 14. It's just like, whatever, it's whatever you want to do at that point. You know, I don't, re- you know, you probably get more value by drafting him later than somebody else. But again, at that point, like, I don't, it's whatever you want to do. You're, you're, you know, we're a hundred and something picks into it. 150 plus picks. Who cares? Like, so if you draft Justin Turner, I, I can't fault you for it because I gave up on him two years ago and he's made me look stupid. I've completely ignored him and I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right, Justin, I, 
Yeah. Justin Turner just picked it. I, what do you think about um, post hype Brett Beatty? Like, That's I another one I wanted to talk about. Brett yeah. I feel like it was so bad. It's one of those where it's like, I feel like a change is like they know that the, yeah. change, the talent is there. That I feel like, you know, because it's it's almost like when a Dustin Ackley fails, it's like okay, there was some hype, and he just couldn't make an adjustment. Like Brett Beatty succeeded yeah. so much at the lower levels, and then instantly went to the majors, and it was bad. I feel like that's not that's an adjustment thing where he has made adjustments along the way, where it's just like another adjustment away, and then. The talent is there. Maybe not like you know he's going to win MVP or be like this top crazy player, but like there is a player in here just with a couple of adjustments. Yeah, and it's unfortunate for the prospect pedigree that he had going into it, and like the kind of landing spot he got. And I mean, they did trade away his you know predecessor, the one that was blocking him last year, but. It just didn't feel like he got the full, the full well, run at it. He's played two. I mean, has less than four hundred bats. Like so, I mean, like yeah, yeah. Like eventually, I think they just they had to to play him type of thing. But it, uh, yeah, it just kind of, it was a tough landing. So I feel like this needs to be the the get right year. It's I hate to say it, it's post type sleeper. I mean, he's got a full season then and terms of playing time and he's 24 but it's kind of that vibe where former first round pick um you know and he was one of the top prospects in that organization i feel like it's it's there it's unfortunate i'm looking at roster resource real quick they've got him labeled as a potential platoon and i'm just like uh yeah i mean mark vientos is there as well like i get it but um He's the strong side of the platoon, at least the lefty bat for for uh, Brett Beatty. But I'd I'd be willing to roll the dice or at least put a waiver wire on him. You know, just depending on how big or small your league is. I mean, I mean, um, look at this year twenty two season, nine fifty OPS in the minors kills it. Nine fifty OPS in the second stint kills it. Majors, couple of bats, <laughs> couple of bats, sub six hundred. Goes to AAA, over a thousand majors, sub six hundred. I'm like, it's like, it's right there. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it clearly hit. And there's like a lot of like quad A guys who are like, oh, you can like do it, but you can't quite do it at the major league level. I feel like it's such a steep boom that it's just like a little bit's probably luck. Again, we, we're we're talking like 300, mm-hmm. 300 some bats, you know, in the majors. I think some of it's luck. Like JT said, got kind of a raw deal, snuck at the end of the like season where he's 22 had 40 rough at bats like it's thrown off this average then you know like up and down majors playing time all that stuff i'm like it's just i feel like don't write him off completely i would watch list him because i feel like if he pops early i would be completely shocked but okay that's the player he was supposed to be like there it is like yeah i mean he was in triple a last year and he's over four years younger than the, the average guy or for you know he's he's always been younger than everybody so I'm like and he's killing it he's killing it in these last two seasons so I, I think there's more hype there I'm I'm putting him a little what is it in Yahoo you got the little star there put that little star on him during the draft yeah yeah I agree um, other than that there's maybe just like two other names that I would like entertain maybe three yeah give it to me as I as I scroll past you know this thirtieth rank or 31st ranked Brett Beatty, but 
DJ LeMahieu, if he can stay healthy, he's betting at the top of that Yankee lineup. That is noteworthy. Um, I I hate to say it, but it's Anthony Rendon. But I mean, it makes sense. The dude could win MVP talent wise. Just can he right? not break his hand? Like, can he you know, stay healthy? And does he care enough? After all these interviews, he's digging himself <laughs> bigger hole. Yeah. But and then I think the other one is JD Davis. I think in San Francisco. And again, I've always had a kind of soft spot for J.D. Davis when he was a Met not getting enough playing time. So I feel like San Francisco, he's he's definitely got the lion's share of the at-bats there at third base. And so I feel like, I don't know why he's so far down. I feel like he's got a pretty much everyday role. And like I I feel like the counting sets are there. I feel like the talent's there. He was he He had a full shot at it last year, and he produced. And so it's just like... And he, what, he backslid at third base in the rankings? Seems kind of odd. Yeah, no, I, those are uh, two a T, the three I would agree with. <laughs> like, two, two a T. Uh, I don't even have, uh, yeah, that's that's it. I was like, I was trying to say, like, John Bernetti. I was like, no, like, no, kind of out on him, like, now. Um, I just, I, there's no one else I'd even, like, you always keep a look on anybody, you know what I mean? But, like. No, I'm not not anybody. I'm just like, gotta absolutely do that. Gotta absolutely do that. No, I just, yeah, that, that's it. Those three to a T. So, flyer on, uh, yeah, Rendon. Everyone's gonna be like, what? I'm like, just like, I think the young bucks don't realize how good Rendon is when he's like healthy and cares. Like, yeah, it's like it, it, when he's healthy and cares, it's a 900 OPS. Can can he just do that in LA? He's had a one. Hurt partial season where he had a 900 OPS in LA. Yeah. And ever since that season, he's had a 700 OPS, which is like we've talked about before the craziest drop off we've ever seen. I've ever seen in a player. Like, could you have gotten more scary than Anthony Rendon? And then it was just like, I don't play baseball anymore. <laughs> and then he talks about he doesn't play baseball anymore. It's too much of a job. Yeah. That, that man uh, in three seasons since his OPS uh, or since. Uh, his first like good season in LA uh, has seventy RBIs, and and has has thirteen home runs. Yeah, seasons. like just like thirteen home runs in three seasons. Yeah, <laughs> like he had thirty four his last year at Washington. Like just I, people don't know how good he was. <laughs> he had one hundred and thirty RBIs. I just it just blows my mind. Blows my mind. So. Yeah. That's a special he got, team. He got his ring, right? He got his ring. He got his ring. He got paid, and then it's it's been unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, it, it, he is the right. He plays for the rival, so I wouldn't say I'm too sad. Um, he, right? He, yeah. He, he also does make it kind of easy to root against him too. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, especially in light of recent. Making, there's guys where you like. I remember uh, uh, Chris Davis. You know, I feel bad for that guy. You know, he's getting paid. I'm good for him, but you know, what I mean, like, oh, I just want that guy to do well. Like the guy, you know, Rendon, you know, just stop doing interviews, man. You know, <laughs> right? Stop what is, talking what publicly. You? What does it do for you? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like I, I, I'm sure maybe he's probably in private life a nice guy, but just like you yelling at fans in Oakland, you talking to like, just stop, just stop all of it. Like, I get it. Yeah, I get it's frustrating, but like, count your money and just you know, like it's fine. Like, 
What what was Dennis Robbins? Someone always tells me it was like a big football thing. Like, oh, I'm tired of these fans online thinking they're coming after it. Uh, Dennis Robin uh, said famously, "You pay, I'd pay the game for free. You pay us all for all the BS around it. That's why you pay mm. us." So I don't feel sorry for you if you, you know, Jamal Adams, you're lashing out at a reporter's wife. Uh, not okay because you're paid the money to deal with that. That's why you're paid. Right. I'll play the game for free. I get you paid to deal with the bullshit. <laughs> like there mm. it is. So I thought that was a good quote. So yeah, I get it. You don't like it, but that's your, you've got a big fat check to deal with the BS. Like, you know, I'm just saying like, yeah, it's a good perspective. All right. These boys uh, take your spot. He's got a couple stars. He's got a couple asterisks on it there, you know? Oh, right. A couple of 10 year olds who's got a cannon, you know, just saying third base. Yeah. I don't want to ask for your first round pick JT right now, but yeah, you know, yeah. Um, before we wrap it up, I will ask you who jumps the most in these rankings. Because we we said Royce Lewis is the the dark horse, but is he going to jump the most out of any of these names? I I, I I gave Nolan Gorman as another list, so I will say mm-hmm. Marte. But it's it's those two. It's Marte and Gorman. But I, I since I said Gorman for second base, I say Marte for third. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I would assume you probably say Marte too. Yeah, I think you already yep. said it once. Like so. Yeah. I, I think it's yep. those three, those three names. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah, just to recap, third base is super deep. So. Yeah. Um. Don't stress. Just keep a pulse on it as your draft goes along, and honestly, draft the guys that you got a good gut feeling about, or the ones that you want to track more closely during the season. Make it fun. Make it entertaining for there's you. Like, there's like four, maybe five tiers of this entire thing. There's like four tiers at third base. And one of the tiers is Jose Ramirez. So like when I say there's like four tiers, there's like three other tiers, like four other tiers. And you're like, okay. Like, so it's just like, yeah, don't like JT said, don't like freak out. Like there's a lot of guys and a lot of, a lot of tiers. These tiers are huge. Yeah. And there, I mean, there's at least enough to everyone in a 12 team league have two awesome third yeah, basemen. Two comfortable third basemen. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, maybe the last couple For teams the most like, part. Okay, yeah. Yeah. You're like, but again, we, you're rostering Gino. You know what I mean? Like, that's the second mm-hmm. last team you roster Gino, which is totally. And one of the other guys has to draft Matt Chapman, who doesn't play for a team yet. Uh, but if those are your last two teams, you know, like, yeah, those are still good players when they play baseball. So, Boris. But. <laughs> All right, I got a dad joke for us All right. as we head out. So my daughter was doing some history homework and asked me what I knew about Galileo. I was like, Galileo? She's like, yeah, Galileo. I said, yeah, I heard he was a poor boy from a poor family. But that's all about I remember. <laughs> that's a clean joke for those that those young bucks. Don't hear Rhapsody, Google it. Um. Uh, we're we're into the circle of trust. I can make a confession, right? Okay. So yeah. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure the first time like I full listened to that song in its entirety and like really understood it was in your presence at a bar, yeah. and I think it was Jordan's birthday. It, yeah, <laughs> 21st. Sang karaoke. The best part about that too is the music cut out, and me and Jordan still sang it because we knew the just, cadence. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what impressed me. I was like, wow, they really like the song, yeah, and I've never really it's listened to minutes. it. It's seven minutes. So, like, halfway through, <laughs> it cut out. We sang a cappella Bohemian Rhapsody for about three minutes. Uh, so, yeah, me and Jordan Stewart. And then Jordan Stewart's mic went out, so he had to lean into my mic. So, yeah, it was, it was, there's pictures. Yeah, we have pictures. Um, I'll say a fantasy dad bot of the week. I'm going to give it to Gino. Oh, yeah. Hey, like love some some Gino. So there we go. Because I would have said Jake Berger, but we've already given. I know for a fact we've given it to Jake Berger before. But absolutely, uh, we'll give, we'll give it to Suarez. He earned it. Awesome. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us. We appreciate you listening. Take care. Be well. And until next time, see ya. Yeah.